and welcome to another episode of Hot Takes, the Story Screen Presents podcast. You okay, Robbie? You on on me already? I'm just, bree- I'm just breathing. Just breathing heavy? I got asthma, you know? Okay. I'm sorry. It's fine. Um, is there anything I can do for you? No. Okay. Well, then we'll just podcast. <laughs> All right. That sounds fine. Um, this is the Story Screen podcast where we go see a new movie. Mm-hmm. In this case, we saw it in my own home. The which home was nice. theater. The home theater. Um, and then we come directly after we've watched that movie to a microphone, which is easier when we do this in my own home. In it's the just, home theater. We don't have to drive anywhere. We don't have to say goodbye to people. We just no. walk from one room into another room. We probably should have set up ahead of time. The, the take would have been hotter. It's so hot. Right piping off the, it's so the, off hot. the stove. We saw it. We pretty much just saw we it. We pretty much just saw it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we saw we saw a movie today. What did we see, Robbie? We saw uh, The Color Out of Space. We did indeed the new Richard Stanley joint. Ooh. It's been a while since Richard Stanley has done a movie. I have to be honest, I am not familiar with this. A work. long while. Um, I he did. Um, I'm not even really familiar with this movie. Hot Circuit is that right? I think Maybe. that's right. It's like a robot movie from the 80s, like uh, 80s, early 90s. So when I was looking them up, I did see it. Hardware. Hardware. Yeah. Is that? It I was like so. it's kind of like um. Well, think, hardware is the head of a cyborg reactivates, no, rebuilds it's up. I mean, that sounds cool though. Head of a cyborg. Yeah, that's that does sound cool. I think Richard Stanley, for the most part, has done like some weirder, more like culty sort of. Does it say no? I mean, that definitely seems like his vibe. Yeah, he didn't do Hitch. I'm pretty sure. I think uh, that's an advertisement. Probably not. Should have done this before we started the show. What do you yeah. think, director? Uh, this is good audio. No, maybe it was Harper. I don't fucking know. All right, he did some weird shit a while ago, right? He's done weird shit. This movie is. But it's been a while. It's been a while since he's done any shit. Yeah. Um. So, this is his new movie uh, under the Spectravision banner. Yes, they did. Uh, they produced our favorite movie, favorite of twenty eighteen. Twenty eighteen, as you might have heard if you just listened to our besto. The Decado. Besto the Decado. Episode. Um, And this is, um, yeah, it's another Nick Nick Cage joint. So he did Mandy with Panos Cosmatos. Different director. That's that's an H.P. Lovecraft name if I've ever heard of it. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. And uh, yeah, so Richard Stanley, you beat me to the punch, remade a short story by one H.P. Lovecraft. Yes. So you know there's going to be tentacles involved. Probably. Tentacles, madness, space, and it's going to get weird. Yeah. And uh, have you, what's your, um, let me just hit you with this right up top. What's kind of your like relationship with H.P. Lovecraft and or, because I know most people's relationship with H.P. Lovecraft is uh, tenuous. Sure. Uh, But maybe even more so just like more cosmic horror sort of shit. Um, I have to, I admittedly am not, like, too, uh, intimate with cosmic horror, outside of a few examples, and I'm not, uh, super intimate with H.P. Lovecraft. Um, I have a lot of friends who really dig his work. I think when you talk about H.P. Lovecraft, a thing that kind of comes up a lot, uh, is the fact that he was, like, into eugenics, uh, during the time of his life. Which is just like a deeply racist man. Yeah, race, a lot of, yeah, a lot racism of his, for nerds, as we brought up. Uh, a, a lot of his his uh, stories are like just kind of rooted, definitely. Yeah, in, like 
xenophobia and racism. Mm-hmm. So one of the cool things about this movie is that uh, one of the leads, uh, probably like the main character, yeah, or like the main not protagonist, as directly like a super main central character sure. as much as but like a bunch of characters yeah. that are all kind of on the same level. But, but he's a he's a person of color. Yes. Which is cool. Um, Which H.P. Lovecraft would have just hated. I'm not sure. have been a so fan. So fuck you, H.P. Um, but it, the things that I am familiar with from like that kind of genre of H.P. Lovecraft or cosmic horror is I'm a huge, 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 huge Bloodborne fan. Yeah, you're, you're deep in. I'm into Bloodborne. Yeah. Bloodborne scares me as it, as it also does infatuate me. Uh, Bloodborne is a video game for the PS4. Uh, it is a Souls-like, which is a game like Dark Souls, which if you're familiar with those games, they are very difficult. I like uh, how you made the jump from explaining what Bloodborne is to our audience, which for sure there are definitely people in our audience, if, if assuming we have an audience that have not heard of Bloodborne, mm-hmm. but you went directly from describing Bloodborne is a video game. Okay. I don't yeah. know anything about video games. Now I know to what a Souls-like is. To, it's a Souls-like, excuse me, what? Souls-like, it's, uh, it's you know... They're, they're games, hard. They're hard games. Yeah. They're very hard games. But uh, they also have very rich worlds that also don't like explain itself to you. Esoteric. Yeah. Which is fitting for something that's like that kind of yeah. cosmic horror source story. So Bloodborne very much is like a love letter to Lovecraft. Um, it deals with the idea of like wisdom, madness, and sometimes gaining knowledge opens the doors to you being able to see through like the seams of reality and being crushed by the own wisdom that you've gained. Yeah. The idea of the, like the, if you're not familiar at all, if we might as well go right from bloodborne to cosmic horror. Sure. Kind of just the idea that like God is a physical alien that is so unbelievable. Yeah. So horrific so imperceivable that even like the faintest like knowledge at like a conception of their form would turn you into an insane drives you insane yeah yeah so that as an idea i think is really cool and mm-hmm. has like a lot of other implications that you can kind of go yeah down that line that's Have you not ever seen the chatulu 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 tentacle man davy jones cthulhu Have you ever see a cthulhu Boy, have you never heard that said out loud before? No, I always get it wrong. Because when okay. I see it in my brain, it's like... Ch-t-. I mean, there's, that. that's probably not the correct pronunciation if you're no. from uh, Raleigh or whatever it's um, called. Have you ever seen a tentacle man called that? That's, well, it's kind of David Jones. It looks like David like Jones, Jones from, uh, from Pirates of the Caribbean. That's exactly what I'm saying. I know our, our more deeper H.P. Lovecraft fans in the audience probably just like recoiled at that thought but there is a lot of cool like thanks for listening guys <laughs> thank you yeah it's just we, we got you just stick with us um there is a lot of cool like cosmic horror stuff out there yeah. like the void was a movie a couple years ago um that dealt with that sort of like cosmic horror sort of stuff yeah um endless i feel like cool. kind the of endless definitely does, that, does well. that stuff i also think like mandy kind of for sure touches it it's definitely aesthetically if yeah anything. and that's the kind of thing that i i like I'm not so crazy specifically about H.P. Lovecraft. I've tried to read some of the stories. They're not very fun to read, to be honest. I don't believe it. Um, very poetic or whatever, but like, well, I got I don't got time for books. Um, who's got time for books? Who got, who got time who for got books? Who got time for books? Um, so, um, but I do like stuff that is inspired by that. Yeah. I think even stuff that's like a little bit more... A little bit more like disconnected to that, but still clearly has some of its inspiration. Like 
the thing for one, I think is pretty mm-hmm. cosmic horror stuff like house of leaves, like that kind of like imperceivable thing that like just gets under your skin and is out outside of the bounds of like what we even consider or perceive as reality. Like yeah. that kind of concept I think is fucking cool. Yeah, I agree with that. But I mean, I guess in terms of like this movie, it doesn't necessarily, it touches on those things, but I think without going into spoilers, the movie like kind of is like 80% very like conventional horror movie and then kind of goes like it starts to full throttle into that totally cosmic realm. But at the end of the day, it's kind of like a conventional horror movie that wears some of the tropes and aesthetics of cosmic horror in film for sure on itself and i mean at its core i haven't read the color out of space the actual hp lovecraft short story Neither but some of his stories do have like just physical monsters yeah and i think that was something about this movie i didn't so much i wasn't sure i didn't really have too many expectations for this movie going in at all yeah try to pretty much avoid the i thought it was a lot more normal yeah, than I expected. It, I think it is at its core still more or less a monster movie, but yeah. done with a lot of very cool stylic, stylistic choices that make it a little bit more the trippy sort of esoteric sort of cosmic yeah. horror stuff. I mean, at the end of the day, like I enjoyed it. Yeah, I so thought it, I thought it was cool. I definitely, I definitely think it's cool. It's not it's not a Mandy, but that's a hard you know no. that's a hard thing to touch. No, definitely not. I yeah. think yeah, I think um, Mandy's also a different vibe. Yes. Mandy has a sense of fun and aggression to it mm-hmm. that I think is cool. And I think when they go with the farther out stuff, it's a little more actually like far out kind of stuff. Yeah. Whereas this is, like you said, it it's, it's skews a lot closer, I think, to a, cause, um, a, a conventional, like more monster-esque mm-hmm. movie. But uses a lot of those stylistic techniques to make those a lot trippier. Yeah. And also, I think just does some, like, cool... We'll get into it in the spoilers, but I, I think there's just, yeah. just some, like, cool, just through-line cosmetic choices and stylistic choices that, mm-hmm. like, really, it's a bad vibe. Yeah, the movie knows how to build tension, for sure. Yeah. And I do think some of, like, the more, like, uh, aloof terms that we were talking about that are kind of aligned with cosmic horror maybe some of like the more of like the madness seeing god things like that tropes like i think that's there as well later in for the sure, film and i definitely. think that, you know that's definitely something for spoilers before we talk about that yeah no no spoilers but like it, you know it is at the end of the day still based on an hp lovecraft story yeah and for sure you know, that horror is cosmic for sure for sure um, um but yeah no i mean i dug it i thought uh, you know it's one of those movies where i, I kind of liked it. it's like assembly more than its plot but then I, eventually i did come around to like really like enjoying like what it was doing yeah and it's really doing some pretty specific stuff that i don't so much want to say directly um or we'll dive more into like yeah. after the spoilers but it, it is it really does a tr- we've talked about this like we talked about this on best of the decado like horror movies that put you on a bad trip yeah this is a very specific kind of bad trip it gets there. And it does it yeah. pretty well, I think. I think when it starts to, like, really go into some of that weird territory, I just kind of wish we got some of that earlier. Uh, sure. I think, I think I struggled with, and I, maybe watching it again I wouldn't as much because I kind of know where it would be going, but definitely as, like, a first-time viewing, I struggled with... Pacing. Pacing, but also trying to understand what the movie's tone was. 
you know, I was just like, what is the tone of this movie? Like, what is the vibe this movie's trying to present? Before yeah. it really reveals, like, this this is the fucking vibe right now. But, yeah. like, you know, uh, which, like, you know, horror movies uh, do that a lot. They they kind sure. of set up, like, almost a goofy character, it's goofy premise. Everyone's happy, but a little weird. And then that kind of is able to open the doors for the weirder shit to happen. Definitely. Um, you set up the norms and before you kind of break them. But, uh, yeah, this I, movie, think- I just didn't expect that in this movie. Yeah. Which could, that's on me, kind of. I think this movie has a, I mean, when you hire Nick Cage, you hire him for a reason. Oh, he does what he's hired to do Um, in this movie. For sure. And, like, I think Nick Cage with, like, going back to the Mandy example, like, that is really pointing Nick Cage in a specific, very specific direction and letting him go with it. Yeah. I think this movie also plays to Nick Cage's strengths in sort of, like... The pre, the like the, the kind of like maybe the slower part of the movie that you yeah. said like you want you wish you got through a little bit faster, but like his acting and the way it sort of changes over the movie, I think it's going to be hard to describe this spoiler free, but I think yeah. it suits the kind of weird that Nick Cage is well. Yeah, I mean he does it well. I'm not even sure if I want to get through some of that normal stuff faster. I just almost wish that it was like a little bit. Just different. Like, maybe not as campy. Like, sure. maybe, like don't play yeah, it as sure. campy. Because, like, I'm into, like, you know, like, Kevin in the Woods is, like, one of my favorite movies. But, like, you know, that kind of level of, like, camp and kind of, like, stilted dialogue and things like that, it, it just didn't feel at home in this movie. Especially given what's happening later. Sure. I, th- I think I think we should probably go into spoilers and then come back to this sure. conversation. Yeah, because I don't want to like I don't want to dunk on it either. Because I think that's also this is the movie they wanted to make. And I, th- I think there's again going back to like why you select Nick Cage. There are there are specific reasons why you pick him and yeah. kind of do that. And pl- like I said, play to his strengths. I would do want to come back to that though. Sure, sure. Um, yeah, but I see your point, and I'm with yeah. you. I think the argument that I would make, and just don't let me forget, we'll come back to this, okay. um, is I think the movie knows that and is playing that a little bit. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's totally, I I, I buy that 100%. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's definitely a movie that like, I don't know, if you have any trouble watching it in the beginning part, I, I really recommend toughing through hang it. On, yeah, hang yeah, on. Yeah, just really watch definitely the whole thing because it's so worth it. It's very cool. Um, you know, it's again, it's one of those examples where even though it does feel a little conventional, like there aren't movies always like this all that much, even in no, like the horror not. convention. So yeah. it's like definitely doing something special in that aspect. Yeah. Um, I also just watched in fabric recently. Like that I was that the most excellent, most re- recent horror movie I've watched to this one. Yeah. And that movie is also going for a totally different thing. Like that movie is so much less conventional. Yeah. Like not at all. It's like not at all conventional. Mm. It's very out there. Yeah. It's cliche to call things Lynchian um, now, but it's that was trying apt. To, yeah. But Jeremy brought up that it's very inspired by like Giallo movies, like the ones he likes to talk about and read in all his lists. Which like Sus- Suspiria is oh, a Giallo movie. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. I really want to see that. Uh, fabric. I think Fabric in, looks in fabric. fabric. In Fabric. I want yeah. to see that. It looks, it looks cool. I like that trailer. Dude, a lot. it is. It's not like any of the rest of the A24 horror movies. I'll say that. Mm-hmm. So whether or not you think that is a good thing or a bad thing, that is up to you, listener. I think you know how we feel about it, but we'll check it out. All right. Um, we're going to take a quick break. 
and we'll be right back. Okay, so I definitely, this is not one of those movies I want to talk through the whole way, but there are beats I would like to hit. How would you like to begin? Uh, okay, so, alright, the way this movie starts, uh-huh. you kind of alluded to this in the, smart, the spoiler-free section. Right. It opens a little bit... Oh, like, like the opening opening? Like the opening opening. Yeah. I mean, like, the first act, let's say. Yeah. There is a vibe that is a little bit, like, kind of... Corny, I guess is the right word, maybe. It's corny. I mean, it's... A little can- bit hokey. It's, it's campy. A little, bit, a little bit campy. It's campy, yeah. And that's, again, like, I mean, there's starts- nothing wrong... With campy horror movie, if anything, we've praised many a campy horror sure, movie. Sure, and before. camp yeah. used in a smart way, I think, yeah, is good. I think being aware of camp and using different styles to yeah. portray your stuff is again. Good. I didn't expect that in this movie. Okay, you expected it to play a little more straight. I think I expected it to play a little bit more straight. Um, though I do think the payoff by playing a campaign in the first act and where we get to by the end of the movie i think works i yeah. think it pays off i think it totally works yeah. yeah yeah so let me yeah we might already be on the same page but let me like art just immediately get to what i was trying to hit before gotcha the spoiler free nick cage is not the best actor a lot of the time <laughs> he's a little bit over the top he's always like just a little bit extra there's no it's very difficult to put nick cage in a situation where it's just like He's he is a convincing normal person, right? <laughs> yeah. I don't want to like no. maybe Mandy like he's he is really like playing it a lot more straight, but like from the get go in this movie, he's like weird dad, like right off the bat, he's yeah. like pretty odd guy. Yeah, I mean like yeah, well okay, so like what we understand of this family uh-huh. is Nick Cage's dad has passed away. They yep. inherited this farm. And they're trying to make a life out here on this farm. Yep. And do the thing. Uh, we soon find out after a meteor crashes down. We want to set up the family first. Like, because I think... Yeah, what do you got? I think kind of my point is, before we get way too into... into or before we start, like, describing the plot. Like, mm-hmm. I think that the maybe the corniness of the performances in the first section yeah whether or not, like, they're being directed to be corny or if just, like, maybe their acting chops, they're just a little bit, like... There's a little bit of clumsiness to the acting, like because this is a pretty small budget movie, like yeah. overall. Um, I recognize some of the actors, but they're not like, you know, yeah, whatever. Um, they're all they they all have a strangeness to them and the way they interact with each other, but they all kind of have a reason for the strangeness. Like yeah. they say, Dad like took too much acid during the hippie days. Mom is still recovering from like breast cancer. Mm-hmm. She, um, which is not a reason to be like weird or anything, but like she's gone through some trauma. Sure. Um, the daughter is like way into kind of witchy stuff. Um, the son's a stoner. The son is like a stoner. I'm and not sure what the, the little boy is odd in his own. He's got too. horror movie little boy so vibes. Like, <laughs> everyone in this family is kind of a bit odd to begin with. And then this movie, like, just slowly turns the dial of odd the whole time to the point where by the time it gets to 11, like, it's fucking crazy. Yeah. But, like, I think it does a good job and, like, it's a slow build in the beginning. Like, there is a decent amount of time where you are just kind of watching them be a family. But over the course of that time, you can feel, like, the tension sort sort of build between them. Yeah. 
the, the they start to get snippier at each other. They start to like kind of say things that don't like they start making less and less sense in the way that feels like the way a, a trip kind of builds. Yeah, I mean, I think the and the implication there is that they're drinking more and more of this contaminated water. Right. So that's the plot point. Is yeah. The the meteor lands and yes. And there's a hydrologist who's running. There's around. a hydrologist, which is you know, if you got a water problem, you got to have a hydrologist yeah. there on the scene. So um, they have the shittiest mayor ever. Yes. And some cops. Yes. And there you go. So he is the first one to like kind of be there inspecting the water table in the beginning of the movie, and then. Like, is the one that starts to form the hypothesis that, like, hey, maybe this meteorite, like... Fucked up the water. Maybe there's some radiation or there's some sort of, like, it landed near your well. Like, yeah. don't drink this water. Right. Um, Which is cool from, like, the, the like, cosmic horror, sort of, like, an alien landed out of space. Yeah. And is, like, that's the cosmic, like, Lovecraftian sort of thing. It's, like... Yeah, I mean, they use a lot of, like, kind of language that yeah, I think you would find in something like that, where they're like, it's a color that, like, I've never seen, Yeah. Um, and I, I can't, like, understand it, and that, that goes into kind of what we were talking about earlier about, like, how the our perception of these cosmic events, like, our human brains, like, literally just cannot can't fathom really it. it. Yeah, we just, yeah. like, can't, like, figure it out. It's like how, you know, and then there's, like, there's a lot of, like, uh, other creatures on in our world that can, like see other colors that our mm-hmm. minds can't perceive because it's, like, not in our, like, color spectrum. So, right. like, you know. Which is, also, you can read the take that, like, it affects the animals first. Right? Yeah, for sure. They're more susceptible to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like the way that that kind of seeps in the whole time. And, like, it's a pretty slow build before yeah. things really start to get screwy. Now, I asked you during, while we watched this movie, if you thought of, like, the same allegory that I did. Mm. That seems... Pretty on the nose, but I think it's clever to, like, recontextualize this movie. I don't know. I could be reading too much in this. I don't know if this is the intention of the movie. But for me, it got very, like, Flint Water Crisis vibes. Oh, maybe. This is a movie that has ostensibly been made post that, all of that happening. Uh, I mean, I don't think it's it's a terrible read. I mean, why else do you put a hydrologist in your movie? Yeah. The only governing body of the of the home I mean, like, there doesn't are, seem to care. There are certainly people, um, you know, who like who were on the side of science that like identified this as a problem. Yeah. For a long time, and it slowly poisoned people for years, and it's yeah. still doing so. Before it was like a media sensation. Yeah. So, I think there's, like, parallels there. I don't know Maybe. if this movie is trying to say anything specifically other than use that kind of situation as mm-hmm. a setup for, like, the kind of anxiety that you might put into a yeah, that kind anyway. of, like, architecture of it. Yeah, yeah, it's, like, lighting up a certain part of your brain that mm-hmm. is, like, oh, this is a real Maybe. fear that I have. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, I, I don't know if it really handles that the best way in that it's like i'm not trying to make the case that this movie is like trying to say something about the flint water crisis but um it's far more concerned with looking cool there yeah making a statement i think it's maybe a little bit more concerned about just being like a horror movie like this is not this is not the get out for you know casual racism that no um, it is not yeah but i uh, i also don't think it's like a movie that's super concerned with like yeah, I don't think it's like a love letter to 
the Flint water crisis? No, I don't think. So. I don't. I definitely don't think it's a definitely little not. Different. No, I don't know. I, I think that uh, I think the movie's like, maybe perhaps like critical of H.P. Lovecraft, or like it's kind of using it as more as like a springboard. I, maybe the film's not too. Critical, I definitely don't think it's critical of no. H.P. Lovecraft in any way. There's like it's not about that. It's not no. trying to be that. Um, and that's fine. Um, it doesn't need like not every horror movie needs to make a political statement. That's no. okay. It can just be like effective horror. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think when you lace horror with like real world fears, even ones that are a little more esoteric or like not like just monsters popping out of your closet, I yeah. think that's a good thing to put into your horror movies. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Um, but again, going back, I think the the like. Maybe the campiness of the acting, if that if that just comes from the actors not being so strong, making it turning that dial and making them just weirder and weirder yeah. throughout the whole movie, and then Nick Cage just getting Doing weirder and weirder until yeah, he's, he's totally eating like, all the fucking vegetables and just like throwing like garbage cans. So yeah, like funny. you know that's yeah. a good that's a good way to direct Nick Cage's energy yeah. towards something. No, he, that, he certainly has proven that he can do uh, that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, like I said, at the end of the day, how I feel about the campiness of it, I think that it uh, it pays off and it, and it works. You know, I think that it, it's it's a good thing. Um, and that's just fun. It's good. Sorry, I don't let the cat out. Let the cat out of recording. The um, the little bonuses of a home recording. The little bonuses. Um. Yeah, yeah, I think I think you know I think the thing the film does the best is its uh, visuals. You know, Definitely, I do think it's its last like act and a half are the part of the movie that I like signed up for. Sure, you know? yeah, definitely. I mean, <laughs> you can make the argument for a lot of flicks that are really good. though. Yeah. you know, it's it, fine. It goes full Annihilation at the end of. Yeah, man, I love the end of Annihilation. Annihilation, I have to watch again though too. Yes, yeah. because to, I think that's another thing. We, you know, with movies like that, and when we do hot takes like. I think sometimes we can be critical of like that that setup because we're like, well, where are you going with this? So your brain's just kind of like maybe trying to navigate what's going on. Sure. Um, you know, I think watching this movie again, I would not be nearly as uh, I don't know, I don't want to say use the word critical, but just kind of like on like just trying to identify what's going well, on. Well, yeah, like, I think sometimes we fall into the trap here when we right before we do this, where we're like, oh, let me th- let me like analyze this film rather than just take the ride, sort of. Sure. Um. I definitely feel like I was taking the ride on this movie. I feel like yeah, at you times during this movie, I was like really, it's a bad vibe. This movie stressed me out yeah. a lot. The movie does a really good job of like kind of classically uh, building tension and, and using its horror tropes to really, you know, put it, put you on the edge of your seat, which makes, you know, the family's acting weirder, doing scarier <laughs> shit, like kind of actually have stakes and consequences and it makes you kind of invested in it. Yeah. And I I think that like build up to, to speak to a specific moment, like the kitchen scene where the yeah. mom chops off her fingers. Right. The way that builds and that's been building by them, like getting more like snippier, nastier to each other. And then also like kind of starting to talk nonsense a little bit. And then mom's just in the kitchen, like chopping some vegetables and the sound design is there. Like that kind of like build up of yeah. like, the movie, the movie like, like knows you know that she's gonna cut her fingers yes. off, but it makes you have to wait. Yes, and it, that's why, and that's and that's like a good way to build tension. Yeah, that's a, that's an expert way to do that. And then it fucking shows you. Yeah, uh, and then I, she like doesn't care, you know. Well, she's already like she's spaced, dazed. Yeah, big time. Um, thankfully, dad takes her to the hospital, which is an hour away. 
But he made yes. the trip. They ma- he made the trip. Um, he wouldn't take his son there after he was shell shocked from the no the meteorite. But I I like the take, and I think not to be critical of this movie, but it does get very monster movie ish. Yeah. Um, I they show you the monsters. They show you some monsters. Yeah. Um, which is fine. There's some cool like practical effects in there with the I'm monsters. What, one of the things I really like about like a movie like The Quiet Place uh, is that like you know they don't have to show you that monster. And then they're like, actually, we're gonna show you the fucking monster. Well, and it's kind of, and it's kind of, it's not like yeah. Alien Two, where yeah. it's just like, no, it's yeah, like I like that. There was a time I feel like in, in movies where they're like, let's make the monster as mysterious as possible. Then you got like things like Alien or Stranger Things and even Quiet Place where they're just like, we got a guy in a rubber suit and that's the fucking monster. And you know what? He's scary. I mean, sometimes monster design is cool. I'm sometimes always, you I'm just want to see a cool fucking monster, and there's some man. cool monsters in this movie. Yeah. Um, but I do, you know. That's my preference. I like when things are are more towards the kind of metaphysical sort of horror stuff, and that yeah. is present in this movie. It's kind of like a balance between the two things. Yeah. Um, th- I think this movie was more straightforward, like monstery, than I thought it was going to be, which is also fine. Yeah. Um. Yeah. There's a long it, scene with like a CG, um, like praying mantis. Early, there's a few fairly CG, early in the movie like, that was bugs like bugs and critters, which is yeah. I think that scene like ranged from like looking kind of like this is definitely CG to also looking like this actually looks pretty good and blends in. I just don't think it needs to be that obvious. Like I yeah. like the weirder like they do a lot of good work with like practical effects and lighting. Yeah, that is I think far more effective than showing you a lot of these creatures. Definitely. Um, what the thing is though, I do think the mom fusion monster uh, looks fucking great. Yeah. So you that's know? another. And the Nick Cage, you know, it, uh, eczema. <laughs> I think that shit looks great too. Well, I, I think that's another like really great example of tension that the movie uses. That is another moment. Yeah. That really made me squirm. Mm-hmm. There's a moment before that actually that made really made me squirm was. Um, when the daughter is like cleaning up the cutting board after the mom like cuts her oh, fingers off, I fucking off. hated that. Yeah, that was terrible. That was something that I thought was really clever. That was a scene where I was like, "Okay, yeah. good call, movie. This is a good scene." Because you don't think about like the cleanup after the, the... cleanup yeah. after something like that, and yeah, that's like a practical idea that fucking yeah. sucks. That your teenage daughter needs to wash the dishes from where you lopped your fingers off. It's a bad time, and she's bugging out already because she's starting to feel the effects of this bad water. Mm-hmm. So she's like already feeling, f- she's starting to go on a bad trip, and like yeah. I think that's this this movie really does that right ra- ramp up of like everybody is like on a bad trip, and it's yeah. just getting worse and worse and worse. What did you make of her like uh, being into like the witchcraft and stuff like that, and like how do you think that like kind of is that a thread that really goes anywhere by the end um, of the movie or does anything? I mean, the other aspect of H.P. Lovecraft is there is some sort of like I don't know this that well, but usually yeah. there is. Not just with H.P. Lovecraft. Like I said, I haven't read this story specifically, but with sort of cosmic horror stuff as well. Sometimes that is tied to like demonology, witchcraft, Satanist kind of stuff. Like there is like that, like it kind of goes hand in hand with the idea that like hell and demons are Mm -hmm. interdimensional. Yeah. That's like Hellraiser or... um, The one in in (laughs) space. Well, Doom, yeah. Uh, The one in space... Um. Oh fuck me! Know. The one with um Lawrence Fishburne and uh, 
Sam Neill in space. I don't know. I don't think I've seen it. Fuck. I don't know. It's a really good movie. I definitely know the name of this. It'll come to me by the end <laughs> yeah, of this podcast, probably. But um, I mean, do, does it like amount to anything? Because she's doing like, you know, she's trying to clean the house with sage at one point when she's doing like the cutting ritual thing. And even in the early, she's, she's always trying to, to she's got this Necronomicon. She's got all this other shit. But she's always trying to do like a cleansing thing. She doesn't curse people. Mm-hmm. She's always trying to clean the house and it doesn't work. Is that the point? That it doesn't work, or, or... Do you think it's possible that the 15-year-old girl that's fucking around with, like, witchy Witch shit stuff? maybe doesn't know what she's doing, and maybe... I mean, the movie opens with her doing a ritual. Yes. And then the meteorite comes. So then maybe there's some level of her summoning these things? You could... I think there is at least the interpretation to that, whether or not that's actually... I think that's hard to get from... The movie itself. You could read it either way. You could yeah. read it that, like, this girl thinks that she's Doing able to things. do this kind of shit. Yeah. And it just happens to be happening at the same time. Although, I don't, I don't think it's, like, sort of like... It's not like a witch... Well, I forgot. You still have to see it. Jesus. It's a, it's a bad time. Robert, you haven't seen a witch. How, are we, how have we been friends this long? And I have let you continue to live this life that you're living. I'll let you blame yourself. It's fine. I do blame myself. <laughs> I do blame myself. It's fine. Um, I, I guess it's, 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 it's not like trying yeah. to say, it's not trying to blame her for any of this. No. Um, but it's some of know. these things that I wish the movie maybe like, uh, went further with, with some of these arcs. Cause you have like the son, like what, like what's the son dealing with? Like what's his arc, you know, like what's the daughter's arc. And then like Nick Cage, like he has this like resentment with his father. I feel like the scene when he's shooting the alpacas, like I read it as him kind of like trying to release and separate himself from trying to live this way of life. But like, yeah. you know, it's some, it's some more of that stuff that like, you know, I don't need you to beat me over the head with it, but I kind of wish that like, I, 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 as an audience member got to feel some of those threads get maybe tied a little tighter, sure. you know? I, and I don't, yeah, I don't think that this movie's has that at all. I'm with you. With like, yeah. I, I think it's more concerned about not setting very, up, yeah. there's, there's like setting up characters that have personalities, but not necessarily arcs, and then just doing things to them. Yeah, like, you know, like you have this family that's like, they're they're pretty nice, they all seem like good people, and you just get fucking, weird. you fuck with they're them. They're a little they're weird. weird. They're a little weird. And that's what I mean, they have like than... some amount of personality that like, yeah. maybe you care about them just because like, they're quirky. Right. I think that's, it's those kind of things that take me out of the movie. Like when, the, and you know, again, that may not be the movie's objective. I think the movie's objective is to like do a Lovecraft, look cool, be cool, and also be for cinema. So that means like using, you know, some conventions and some paradigms that they know work, you know, which is like, yeah, use with the heart. And I, run, I, I, this movie's a little bit more, it, and that kind of maybe goes hand in hand with like the sort of, um, like throwbacky sort of horror, like the kind of like traditional monster movie horror. Yeah. Like it's not like the thing really gets too deep into like the psyche or the arcs of any of the dudes. Yeah. But it's playing on that sense of like paranoia between men. Like mm-hmm. we'll try to we'll eat each other first. Yeah. Right. So like it's not this movie's doing the same thing. Maybe there's a kind of like underlying fear there, and then it's just people who seem like nice enough kind of falling yeah. apart. I guess it's hard because I guess it's also not like ambiguous enough to let me question a lot of the questions I have as well. You right. Know? Or like, or like seek my, I, I can't, it's hard for me to find my own answers in the movie as well. Sure. Um, Cause like, that's cool. Like, you know, a lot of, I think the reason we like understand the shining so well, is cause it's been out for so long. Yeah. So sure. we've had a long time to like, you know, 
analyze the shit out of that movie. I think as a first time viewing, you may not pick up on some of like the connecting bits to it. Sure. And I think it also leaves a lot. I think, I think a movie like the shining is like, it's very ambiguous. Whereas I think a movie like this is like not ambiguous enough, but also not giving me enough what I want. Like plot wise. Yeah. Some kind of stuck somewhere in the middle. I don't know if time or distance would add that much more subtext to this movie. I could be wrong. No, I mean, that's, that's totally valid too. Um, And that may not, and again, like that may not be the objective of this. Yeah. I don't think it is. Yeah. I don't think it is. Um, I mean, like, we don't really, we don't really dock Mandy for those same criticisms. No, Although I've I think heard, you could apply some I, of them. I think a lot of people have criticized Mandy for being style over substance, and I don't agree with them, but that is an opinion. Sometimes style can become substance. I think so. I think that's, I think Mandy does that. I think this movie, I think the style, a lot of the times, is just it's close. I don't think it's as, um... Yeah. I don't think it's as, uh, for me personally, I don't think it's as effective as Mandy. It's unfair to make that direct comparison, although two SpectraVision movies back-to-back that both have Nicolas Cage, it's a little bit difficult to not do that. They might be inviting the comparison. But I also but, think this yeah. is going for a little bit different. Thing. I think so. I, you know, Mandy's not... It's uh, a different trip. Yeah, well, for sure. It's Man- a different Mandy's, like Mandy's a horror movie, but it's like not like a capital H horror movie. Yeah. It's like a lowercase... This is a capital H horror movie. Sure. And it's wearing, like, you know, it's wearing, like, an H.P. Lovecraft, like, costume and kind of dancing around. Yeah. And it's cool. And it does what that is very well, you yeah. know? Like, that, like, doing that, it, it kind of really hits the nail on the head and really, like, aces it. Yeah. This movie is, like, Poison Mushrooms. Mandy is, like, booze, some LSD, and maybe a little bit of Coke. Yeah. Yeah. Mandy's a bender. Mandy's a bender. Man, Mandy's a bender. This yeah. is like a... This is know, more of a mind melter. Yeah, which is cool. It's cool. I think I just kind of... Uh, again, when, when you see what the movie can do and what they are doing with it, and like that last part, you're just like... Mm. Oh, just like a little bit more. Like, what if it was this movie, sure. but like... A little less they monsters. Did, they did play a little bit straight. Give them the monsters, but then make them like really fucking nightmarish. Yeah. You know? Um, we need to talk about uh, the fusion... I mean, we got we alluded to the fusion, but yeah, we haven't talked about it yet. That's uh, that's just fucked up. That's probably one of the that best. That's probably one of up. the best parts of the movie too. Man, dude, that is uh, that's that's like some of the best shit in this whole movie. That will stick with me. Yeah, it's fucked up. It's clever. Yeah, mama, mama and son together at last. Yeah, yeah, dad, um. The alpacas are skinless, and also they cast chain lightning on Mom and Jack Jack, and um, they're kind of one together. <laughs> Tora, Dad, yeah. uh, and they take they take their sweet time to like play that scene out where they they get zapped, and yeah. then they let the you they, daughter comes they show out. you that terrifying costume a thousand times and it's great yes yeah they really rub your nose in it and i and i love it but they take yeah. their sweet time before they sh- they like have enough of them like out of frame kind of fucked up you yeah. know we knew what happened yeah but we didn't want to see it no and, and then, then they're, they're like, like hey, okay gonna see it yeah we'll see this shit yeah it's good yeah the, no again like those those elements of the movie super effective they're cool very dope yeah I, like, that that's stuff about the flick i really like and then, like, Nick Cage kind of, like, being slowly taken... I, I kind of thought that he was slowly being taken over by, like, the spirit of his dad. You know? 
Hmm. That's how I was reading into it. And then he has moments where he rejects they it. Have a, they go off and they give you enough about his dad to go off. Well, because like when he gets really angry at his kids and stuff, he like talks like he's a different person entirely. Yeah. And that's what that's what gave me that. Okay. Read. Yeah. You sure. Know? Yeah, I see that. But is uh, like his anxiety about like being, a, like trying to not like, be his dad. He seems but mad also... at him. when he first goes off on his daughter. Like he seems mad at himself. Yeah. And that's what's great. That I think is one of the things that this movie does really well is like mm-hmm. these characters will go into a space where they're like they're do they're like saying stuff to each other or they're like snapping at each other. Yeah. And then they'll kind of turn around and like realize like, oh shit, like I didn't mean that. So like that's them like starting to be more and more affected by the water kind of stuff. And that stuff is cool. Yeah. Because again, I feel like that is like the, the trip part of like you're starting to fade into it. And they're like, mm-hmm. oh there's like moments of clarity in there and yeah. that makes the moments of Yeah, and like even the scenes with like the sister and the brother where they're like, How come you didn't do this thing? Like stop smoking so much weed, but it's like it's because like this they're starting to like disengage from reality kinda. Yeah. Like that stuff is really that again, like that stuff and they're playing very with the time cool. stuff. Yeah. That stuff is I like that stuff better exactly. too. I wish yeah. there was more of that stuff. And like and that's what I'm saying, like I don't need them to be going like full like pink strobe light the whole time mm-hmm. but some of that more subtle stuff if we just brought that back like a little bit like a few ticks earlier sure you know? I get it and uh cause I think it's I think it's when you start fucking with the little things like you're like did I just see that move did I just see that do something weird you start there and then you start making things like crazier and crazier that's how you really get people into this like trance like state that you kind of want them to get into later in the film you should watch a dark song did I watch a dark song that movie is very cool what was the one that we watched? Uh, Story Screen did it as a pop up. It was uh, oh, that might have been a dark song. Is that the one where she's she's in the house and she's yes. trying to summon? <sighs> that movie's fucked up. <laughs> yeah, it that is. movie's fucking crazy. I love that movie. <laughs> that movie's great. I've it's seen that movie time. like three or four times. You're now. a monster. Really I've like seen it movie. once and I'm good because it does it does that very thing very well. <laughs> it does it very because you're just like this. She's doing this thing. Yes, we, we know. But yes. and you're like it's not working. Right, it's not working. And then eventually you're like. Oh, it's working super well. <laughs> and that's the kind of thing where, that's like, great. that movie is, like, um, is the movie gaslighting her or is it gaslighting me? <laughs> and there's a moment during, while, while we were watching this movie, yeah. where Eleanor, my wife, said, I don't know if I'm tripping or they're tripping. And I was like, that is, I think, what the, this movie is going for. Yeah, exactly. I and think... she was sober, so just... Yeah, she was in. Yeah, yeah. so... It's effective. In it's cool. Way. Yeah, it's cool. It's a cool movie. Uh, I'm certainly glad it exists. I just kind of wish, uh, you know, uh, it's cool that we got it. I, not like wish or whatever. I just, you know. There's, I, not, there's not a lot else like it. Yeah. I wanted to do more of like kind of things I was into. I was just reading on uh, IMDb that uh, the director saw this as almost like a trilogy. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so there'll be other of these adaptations, like an H.P. Lovecraft, like, well, I think almost like more of an anthology, it, it seemed like. Okay, I was going to say, they leave it open at the end, where there is this the yeah. survivor character, he like, he seems to be like, uh, now aware of this thing, and that is also yeah. common within H.P. Lovecraft He's stories, also, where there are some people who are like, know about yeah. this stuff. Well, I'm pretty sure the, the beginning and the end of the movie, I... I I haven't read this, but I feel like it's the the over narration is 
Him? It was of the story. Well, it's him. But I think it's of, like, the actual H.P. Lovecraft story. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure that's, yeah. like, a direct line from And I'm story, pretty sure yeah. the name of the hydrologist character, I think it's, it's like, Ward Phillips. Okay. Which is short for Howard, which is H.P. Lovecraft. I got it. Yeah. Okay. Sure. So. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of, like, meta-textual yeah. stuff. Is like, he's, like, the and that's, one that's who the can thing document also, these things. Yeah. And that's also, I think, the, the big thing about this movie that we should maybe acknowledge is that for for hardcore lovers of this story or of the people who really know a lot we clearly don't know a ton about H.P. Lovecraft not really yeah uh so we're kind of out of our element but people who I'd love to hear from people who like are super in H.P. Lovecraft who super have read this Especially story if they've seen this story and, watched and then watch this movie yeah, I'd sure. love I would love I would like to, to hear, hear that I would too. love to hear that perspective yeah, yeah like I said I, I've always been more interested in the stuff that like H.P. Lovecraft has inspired um, than yeah. the stuff that he's written directly. There's been some cool books as well. Um, mm-hmm. The Ballad of Black Tom, which I don't remember the name of the writer, but that's a cool like like cosmic horror yeah. novella. It's like not super long, but mm-hmm. it's cool. Yeah, I, I mentioned was, I was questioning how kind of in that vibe. Too. I question how long like like a cosmic horror story. Like what what's like? I feel like it, it works better in doses. Have you, you know? read House of Leaves? No, Holy I know it was. Shit, I know it dude. was the hotness for a long time. Dude, Everyone I'm surprised. If you had read that book in college, you it would be your favorite book, probably. Yeah, I'd like to read it now. Because that's what happened to me. You got um, House of Leaves? I think I have a copy kicking around. I'll borrow, yeah. I'll borrow it from yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. You I've been looking it. for something to read. Dude, you should. I've been it's reading cool. uh, Astonishing X-Men, by, uh, written by Josh Sweden. Burge got oh, me okay. the two volumes of that for my birthday. Nice, how's that? It's very good. It's cool. Um... It's good. It's it, you know. I think sometimes with comic books, like you can definitely feel the tug of war when they're like, we have to kind of acknowledge like the overall continuity of like Marvel of Marvel and comic books and things like that. I was gonna ask this, but is when X-Men they, that's post like Disney Marvel, pre, it's twenty twelve, so pre. Oh, okay. Um, because they've like re, they've been fucking around with yeah, X-Men, but that's right? but you do that you know like this is the astonishing X Men. There's also Ultimate X Men, an amazing X. There's all that shit like they do with Spider Man stuff. So you know there's a lot of like different continuities and how they connect is who fucking know. I don't yeah. fu- I don't fucking know. I don't got the I, answer to that. That is what has mostly kept me away from comic books. If you start with like issue one of like one of those rebranding ones, well usually you I, catch that wave. And the Ultimate ones are really good for beginners. Usually I'll just read like a graphic novel. That's what I prefer. Where to I can do be as well. like, this yeah. is a story that is yeah. maybe not continuous with others. Batman stuff. Returns. Sure. A lot of the Batman graphic yeah. novels I like a lot. Like For sure. Long, long Halloween. Even though, even if you if you read Old Man Logan. I've not read Old Man Logan. Old Man Logan. I mean, like Logan uses a lot of that for the source material. It's very different. Um, but Old Man Logan's a great like, uh, and I know since then they have done like. Old Man Logan, like, reboots and continuations, but there's really, there's, like, there's one. There's one. Three acts. Yeah. You're into it. Like, yeah. Dark Knight Returns kind of thing. Absolutely. Like that's, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I do really like the stuff where they do, like, sci- Like, I really, I've never read uh, Superman Red Sun. I've always wanted to read that. It's about when Superman li- lands in Russia instead of America. Okay. So it's, like, an alternate history of that. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I think I've heard of that one. It was supposed to be good. Definitely never read any Superman. Only, only, only Batman ones that got Superman in him. He's in Dark Knight Returns. Yes. Spoilers. He's in Long Halloween also. Is he in Long sure. Halloween? Pretty sure. I think that's the one. Or it's a Hush. There's one where he gets taken over by I don't think Poison I've read Hush. It's one, there's one where he gets taken over by Poison Ivy. And Batman punches him with a... It's a kryptonite fist. Yeah. yeah. Go figure. 
how else are you gonna do it, right? He's like, he <laughs> he, keeps just, his, he, he punches keeps him in his back pocket. He punches him with brass knuckles. He's like, say Martha oh. on it. Like, yeah. <laughs> He's like, oh, Superman be acting up. Luckily, I hoarded all the kryptonite in the fucking planet. I keep that kryptonite on me all the time. Or did he buy some from Lex Luthor? Or did Lex Luthor buy it from Batman? Doesn't matter. Batman has always had it. He's got it. He's a thinker, that Batman. That's kind of his whole thing. He's not a flyer. He's got bat wings. It's true. He's a glider. Gliding He more glides, unless he's in the plane. Right. With the bat jet. That's true. Yeah. Do you have any other thoughts about Color Out of Space, Robbie? <laughs> no, I think I got them all out. Okay. Uh, cool. The movie's cool. I, I would, Honestly, I would like to watch again. You know what? I would love to uh, see it on the big screen in like a theater experience where you really like have to focus on it. Not that I don't think we were not focused, but yeah. like, you know, that, there's something to be said about that, like, you're in the thing. Yeah. And I think some of like those, uh, I think we would go, I would love to see it in the theater. Dude, honestly, sure. I, I had to start cracking some, some like, some yokes throughout that thing because yeah, I was starting to get, A, it was fun. Yes. Yeah. I think the movie is fun in that way too. It's like not, it's a very bad vibe, but it's not the kind of thing that's like deeply upsetting. No. And I also, I don't feel like, you know, you, you don't have to, uh. It's not something where you have to like be fucking silent and pay attention to like no. every moment of it, it. Yeah, it's definitely not like you know. It, it's become a cliche thing also to say like elevated horror and mm-hmm. like that kind of stuff. But that like that idea of like you know what has basically become the A twenty four horror movies. Like it's not that. It's a totally different vibe than that. Yeah. And it's cool that both these things can like be their own artistic yeah. things but I, be very stylish. I think this different. movie does not that very like so well yeah. enough where I'm like I can, t- I can it's watch cool. it easily you know and yeah. I would recommend it for sure uh, and, and it's also one of those movies like I was just looking on the IMDB like trivia page just looking about all the easter eggs and stuff like that and I'm already like super interested in it so you know I think it's one of those movies that lends itself to going down the, the rabbit hole. It's it's a different kind of horror nerd sort of movie. And yeah. I mean, the, the fact that Richard Stanley like was around a long time ago and making those kind of like cult horror movies and yeah. coming back with something like this, I think is more so like he's doing that on purpose. And I think yeah. he's, he's still bringing with him like a lot of modern sensibilities, especially for a director who hasn't like directed something in a while. No, this movie feels very contemporary. Yeah. Like very contemporary. And I'm almost, you know, I, I wonder like how much the producers were involved with being like, let's, I know he was trying to make this movie for a while. Yes. And those movies, like, again, it's it's fairly conventional. So I almost wonder, like, Inspector Vision was just like, if you're going to do it, we need you to do it a little bit more like this. Yeah. I so would have kind of a to broader know appeal. how much involvement Inspector Vision has yeah. in something like that. I think a movie like this, if they actually, like, put the budget and marketing behind it to do a mainstream release, I think it would have done actually pretty well. Yeah. I don't know if they necessarily have the money to do that. Yeah. No, I guess you're right. I just think, like, you know. I think you could advertise this movie super well. You wouldn't be uh, keeping the audience in the dark about it. They would be getting sure. what they are kind of looking for. Um, yeah, we should mention the reason we watched this at my house is because there's like no screenings of it. No, pretty much I think it, I think it had one at like an Alamo close by. One yeah. on yeah. It like, was it's, like, like a it's Wednesday the single exactly at like four yeah. o'clock. I'm yeah. pretty sure. So um, that's fine. And we we tried to get it for the theater, and that was even tough. Yeah, I think I I think it's just because they don't have a ton of abilities to distribute. Yeah, which um, is kind of the thing, and that's like yeah. this is definitely more in the cult horror sort of. Yeah, like down to the point where it's like pretty much literal because this is the kind of movie that's gonna thrive on video on demand. Yeah, just like Mandy did. Like Mandy yeah. 
we saw like the one and only screening of Mandy. God, that was so fucking cool. And it was a very good screening. Yeah. I, you're right. It is. It would be interesting to wonder. Like, I wonder if have seen having like, this Ma- as Mandy, a theater. I, experience. I don't think like you make your money back. The money it would cost to wide release it. I don't know how much money know. you make back on yeah. Mandy. Mandy got. A, I think Mandy went a long way on like word of mouth and that I kind think of response. So. But I think a movie like this, with a, with the trailer you could cut from it, and with like the the marketing, the posters, the things of it the, that the you wider? put. I yes, hmm. I think a movie like this could go wide, and I think it could make like triple its budget. Easily. We'll see. I think it'll do yeah. well on VOD. I think we're, yeah, for we sure. are now thankfully in an era where you can go very far on putting your movie out on VOD yeah. and then having a good like social media presence, which it, it, it does have a decent like throughout there. And the word of mouth will carry it a long way too. Yeah, it has good word of mouth on it. It's it's people all, all everyone I think likes it. I haven't heard anyone say anything fucking bad about it. I know I've seen mostly positive responses yeah. to it, so yeah. Yeah, I, up there too. I, I I am I'm on board for whatever SpectreVision does in the future. I'm yeah, down. man, they're kind of the new. Uh, they're almost like the new magnet. Yeah, in a way, in a way. We'll see. It's they cool. have to have. Uh, we'll see if the next movie has Nick Cage in it. Yeah, I think um, Daniel isn't real. Was also SpectreVision was involved with that I have as not well. Seen that one, and that movie is also cool. And that yeah. movie is also doing some like stylistically different stuff. That is. Yeah. Still artistic in its own way, but different than like the distinct sort of styles that you might see in other places currently cool. with like contemporary horror. So it's I mean, cool. I mean, I want I want to see more stuff they can do. I'm I'm totally on board, dude. That is the thing about indie horror. There's so many different directions you can take it. No matter what, you pretty much yeah. have to get as much as you can out of a small budget. Well, that's why so many directors get their start doing horror because you can you can really do yeah. so much for so little. Definitely. And and make just a ton of fucking money <laughs> on it. Well, compared to what you spent. Well, for that, sure. exactly, yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Cool. Well, I think that pretty much sums up our thoughts on Color Out of Space. Unless you have any final closing thoughts, Robbie. No, nah, man, I'm good. Liked it. Want to see it again. Thumbs up. Thumbs up. Nice. Two, maybe four or five thumbs up. Five alpaca what... noses. In oh, reverse, five to the sky. five alpacas all in one, one fused together. It has one fuse mom, and one, which counts as like five votes. Well, I guess, yeah, I guess it. Well, no, did the the if you count the mom and and Jack Jack, that's yeah, um, ten fingers, four thumbs, four thumbs minus up. two fingers. Oh, she got no. The surgery was a success. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I'm not sure what was state it, the hands what in was now. the surgery. To put the fingers back. Well, at least, <laughs> at least she died as a horrible blob fusion monster. With she got to live as like, can you imagine just living as a totally different beast? Uh, yeah, I think their vacation would have gone awkwardly. That vacation they were talking about taking. Fun pictures though. Oh, when he kisses her on the lips. Nightmare status. Ooh. Nightmare. Ooh. But that's but that's what like it's her like weird like the mucus mucus that uh-huh. makes him be like actually I'm so into being crazy I'm not gonna shoot you. Yeah. It's good. Yeah, it's that, dude. It's that shit. It's that shit. I'm like, yo, give me more of that. That shit was good. Give me more of that shit. shit. That's so and good. This movie really did find some cool places to yeah. make you uncomfortable. It does what it does super well. I uh, I just want more. I'm hungry for more. Hopefully, you get it. I hope so. 
Well, we'll find out next time. Thank you for joining me, Robert Anderson. It's this is a, not the... Oh, I'm Jack Kolodzewski, and this is not the Jack, only... <laughs> Jack Jack. I'm Jack Jack Kolodzewski, and this is not the only podcast that Story Screen does. Um, check out our besto, the Decado that we just mentioned. I can't believe you actually um, did that. <laughs> we had to... I had to comb through the annals of Wikipedia to remember movies that I saw before 2016. Big, big annals. Turns out there were some pretty good ones. We talked about it on this pod, that podcast as well as uh, some of our favorites from 2019 as well, if you like that year. I yes. don't. I'm over it. It's in You're the over 2019? Yeah, it's I'm in about the past to be now. fucking over 2020, I'll tell you that right now. Yeah. 2020 is not over with us. <laughs> no, so. no. It's Super Tuesday, and I'm stressed, and I haven't looked at my phone in a long time. So uh, being on Twitter just, the past uh, week has just been it's not a great. full-blown not fucking great. nightmare. Anyway, yep, yep. I had to delete it today, and really? I'll re-download it tomorrow to check the polls. We'll yeah. see. Anyway, thank you for joining us. Find us on Instagram at story underscreen underscore story underscreen underscore. Uh, it's story, been a while since I've done story this. Story oh, no, no, let me, uh, let me do it. Okay. Story underscore screen underscore beacon on Instagram and then story underscore screen on Twitter. It's been a long time since I've said those words out loud. You used to be the one too. I quit. Yeah, I just gave it up. I just gave it up. I gave up the socials. But now you're back on the socials. I'm on the socials. I'm out there. They're thriving. That Twitter account. That Twitter account is active. I'm doing stuff on there. Talk to me. Yeah. Or I mean we all have access to it. You might talk to Burn. You yeah, probably we'll talk to Jack. Same with Instagram. You message that. Chances we, are we'll we talk all to see you. it. Yeah, usually I think Burge gets back to you on that one, but you know. Well, most people ask him about showtimes, not giving it was, uh, his uh, movie your their your movie opinions on Colorado Space, which we're happy to receive. Absolutely. Yeah, we're on the social medias. Hit us up. Talk to us. Buy a fucking T-shirt. It's not hard. Yeah, it's and easy. you know what? If you like this, let us know. Yeah. Just a little little review. That'd be cool. I like that. Leave us a review. That. Yeah, like, share, subscribe. At Rob Bay Bay, if you want to hear me do weird shit. Mm-hmm. That's me. That's me on everything. And I'm at Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Yeah, I saw you had a pretty crazy cheat day the other day. <laughs> oh, boy. 700 cookies. I sure a did. A whole chicken. <laughs> it was a... It was a day. Oh, boy. I will not soon forget. (laughs) Anyway, thank you again for joining us. I'm Jack Kolodzewski. Robert Anderson. Have a good night. Watch out for those weird space rocks. Watch out for them. They're bad. Bye. They were a little bit too far. That's good. Right there is good. Yeah. Can you get a little closer? I can try it. Okay. Can we deal with each other's wine breath? I think we'll be just fine. Oh, fuck.